This is the Mornington Peninsula Regional Galleries Conversation Series. We are talking to artists Meron Lloyd, Christine Lloyd and Michael Favaloro. Hello and welcome to the Mornington Peninsula Regional Galleries Conversation Series, a podcast for people curious about art and the lives of artists. In this episode, Senior Curator Danny Lacey talks to three artists from the same family, Maren Lloyd, Christine Lloyd and Michael Favaloro, about their work in a recent exhibition at MPRG. In the Valley was an exhibition that highlighted the beauty and fragility of our natural environment and was presented as part of Climart's Art Plus Climate Equals Change 2019 Festival. Discover how three generations from one family presented different perspectives of the same Mornington Peninsula location. Thanks for joining me, Merrin, Christine and Michael. Really excited to be presenting all of your works in the exhibition In the Valley. Merrin, I might ask you to start by describing the sort of cliff painting project and I guess how that came about. Thanks, Danny. Well, it's been an exhibition that I've been thinking about for a long time, for many years. I have been painting down at the Mount Martha South Beach with my family for many years and we've been collecting the paintings together and I always thought it would be great to have an exhibition of the works down at the community centre in Mount Martha and when I told Danny about the idea for the show he said oh why not have it at the MPRG (laughs) so that was very lucky and he took hold of the idea and formed it into this bigger show as part of the Climb Art Festival in the valley show and yeah it's very exciting to be part of the bigger show and if i could ask both chris and michael i guess about your experience of painting and drawing in that mount martha area what is it that place evoke for both of you well it was a wonderful relaxation for me from doing accountancy and work and usually we came down together as a family And I used to try and encourage them all to paint on the beach and do things. And it's just wonderful to have an exhibition. I feel like I've won the Archibald Prize or something. It's, it's, you can't believe how a person of 85 or something has this work and you walk in and see, it's brilliant. I haven't had that feeling since I was a little joke at school when the teacher would put your artwork up on the board and you'd think oh gosh that's wonderful but I used to try and discourage this lot from painting and being an artist I'd say it's a Mickey Mouse game really it should be accountants that's where the skill is you know and they said now years later they said wasn't a bad Mickey Mouse course was it Well, it's quite interesting that you mention that because obviously art runs in the family and I guess there's quite often pressure from maybe older generations that you can't make a career out of art. But I guess from the younger generations, you've both enjoyed working in that sort of area. We really have, Danny. And it's been lovely to see that Dad has embraced the idea and the value of art. He certainly did encourage us and... I have fond memories of drawing and painting and him teaching me to really look at things in a close way. And 
the evolution of that cliff and that the meaning and the feeling that it evokes when you look at it, even down there today, just beautiful to, to look at that space and think this is somewhere that we go to relax and to watch that cliff gently changing with the seasons and with the environment. It's been fascinating to watch. And then coming back to look at the paintings, which is really testimony to Marin, for us to actually look at them again after doing them so many years ago and seeing what's changed and what's the same and remembering back to how you felt at that time. But yes, I'm an art teacher and Marin finally got to be an artist. Not quite an accountant, but... Um, I think the really interesting thing is that accountancy and art teaching and art and arts administration all require quite creative skills as well as quite organisational and administrative skills. And it's lovely that we've all three found spaces and places in our lives to share those things. I think there's been the odd creative accountant over the years. (laughs) (laughs) Indeed. But art really gives you that pleasure that you see colours and shapes and you admire their work so much that it gives you tremendous relax and and fun. And to see the girls and to see my daughter and then my granddaughter carry on and do it, it's very rewarding for an old man. And, uh, you know, I do appreciate the opportunity that you've given me and the pleasure that you've given me. I really feel I've won the Archibald Prize (laughs) and we're all here, you know, congratulating one another. Because I go back to Doble and and those great, the real Archibald Prize winners, you know, so it's interesting. But all my life at school we always, uh, art was a very big thing and I enjoy it wonderfully. I guess the interesting thing about the cliff painting project, bringing three generations together in the same place and I guess bringing your work together, it's interesting and you touched on it, Chris, about the idea of change and how a place can change from the family's perspective of that coastline and, and how that's changed. Maren, it would be interesting to hear about your most recent works that you made over the summer. And I guess from my view, it's different generational perspectives of the same place and it's quite interesting, the new work that you've made, if you could talk a bit about that. Yeah, for sure. Well, I couldn't believe when I went back this year and I started really looking... There was so much plastic on the beach, just from the little square that I was sitting in, just having my normal outing to the beach, all those little bits that I was picking up. It was enough to fill a whole painting, and it was like too much to carry home. And I thought, yeah, this is bad, but it's also an interesting thing to try and incorporate into the paintings that are sort of documenting the area or, you know, looking at the area at that time. So each one is just a day of collecting plastic on the beach. So, yeah, the colours are pretty interesting. And, yeah, the shapes and the space that they're occupying on the surface of the painting. I really connect with that rough, weathered plastic. It's really um, tactile and I think... You know, you can collect it up and put it in the bin, but it's just going to go to landfill. And I think if you can recycle it and do something with it, I think that's important. But, yeah, too much waste in the world, Danny. I think, you know, 
We've got to think about it. We've got to look at it and do something about it. Yeah. It'd be great to hear from you both as well about, I guess, your perspective of that Mount Martha coastline and, and the changes ha have occurred over the last 50-odd years. I never see the waste. It's terrible, <laughs> isn't it? I just think, boy, it's beautiful, and I love the colours, the greens and the blues in the sea because we live whoopee way up in New South Wales and it's just so far from the sea and I love ships and boats and everything that goes with the sea and the art that goes with it is just wonderful. And to be able to capture it and you look at it and you think, they're beautiful. Yeah, yes. I just love it for the colours and appreciate that. I was really struck by the way that there had been a loss at various stages of the vegetation on the cliff and then it depended what you know what season but also then there would be stages where there was quite a lot of vegetation and the other thing of course that was really quite striking is how many houses have appeared on top of the cliff how many stay the same that's been quite beautiful that you can pick out some roof lines that they're the same but there's certainly a lot more housing along and, there and that's what i love featuring in my painting are the pine trees and the way the wind and surf uh, shapes those trees and the colours that come out of them. And it was really, when I was painting down here, an excuse to use all these beautiful colours. You had a good excuse to use them. Yes, Naples yellow and all those things. So in my work, I reckon I've exaggerated the cliff a little bit more than I should have. And I'm very envious of the ones that can just do beautiful impressionist work. And you look at it and you say, yes, that's the Mount Martha cliff that stands out. Whereas I think in mine, you're a bit flat out to uh, really recognise it. I've taken a bit too much uh, artistic licence. So you're definitely allowed to do that as well. <laughs> but I think um, all of your work, it's, I guess when you live down here, it's... You can tell where it is, really. Even in some of your works, Merrin, that are a bit more abstract, there's a definite sense of that place that comes through. It'd be great, I guess, just to hear a little bit more about the family. And there's a great photo in one of our displays of everyone down on the beach drawing and getting involved, little art camps almost down to the beach. That's right, yes. <laughs> Was that quite a common thing over summer and when the family got together? Oh, I think so. I do think so. Yes, as I say, it's so relaxing from the things that I do every day with my professional work to relax and do it that way. And I think we used to have paint for art week and things like that. Yes, whenever we set up together. Keeps you all together. It's a wonderful... Uh, and you can always remember where you painted it to and how you were feeling that time and, oh, wacko, you know. Yeah, and, uh, and getting tips off you guys. I think, you know, that's where I learn a lot of my, uh, not, well, skill, I guess, is, um, or, you know, yeah, just recommendations and observations from you. Mum and Gramps would kind of send me on my way for the rest of the year with, thoughts in my head and just yeah spending time was important yeah to connect over that and obviously that whole idea of plein air painting being out in the landscape maybe like when you're studying art Merrin 
you said it's quite institutionalised, I guess. You're always in the studio and you're away from the sort of water's edge a lot of the time, but so it must be quite refreshing to actually have that time to actually make work on the beach but about the beach. Yeah, having an opportunity to make something for pleasure rather than for, you know, work or being assessed or something quite formal, it was really nice to be able to come down and spend time with friends and family and be relaxed and doing something together that was similar to what I was doing at university but just more relaxed and happy. And you look at all the great men that were artists, Churchill and people like that, that must have had their art as a terrific relaxation. You could just go down and paint. And, of course, now at my age, I'm a bit disappointed I didn't put more of an effort into it. <laughs> Time flies. And you think, oh, gee, I could have fixed that up a bit and added more to it. I was always adding more to it, you know. <laughs> You never know when to stop, do you? You sort of think, oh, just add a bit more on that cloud and then you muck it up and then you do something else. Yes, but it's wonderful. I think it's the most exciting thing I've had in my life since way back at school when the art teacher put one of yours up on the board and said, oh, Favoloro, fantastic. <laughs> I've just got one final question, and I always ask this to everyone that we interview. I'd love to get your advice, all three of you, um, advice to, I guess, artists are starting out. That is a great question, Danny. My advice to artists starting out is to volunteer and get involved as soon as you can, while you're still studying, if you can, if you've got time, with organisations and artists and people outside the sphere of your sort of cohort, build on those networks early and invest in them for the long term. For me, it's all about drawing. Drawing as a means of communicating your ideas, as a way of recording your ideas, and to never stop drawing. And I think some young people are a bit frightened to draw. It's easier to take a photograph or to do something else, but have faith in your drawing that it will get better and that it's such an important part of observation and interpretation. I agree. My advice to a young one starting out would be, for goodness sake, have a little uh, artist's notebook that you just draw all sorts of things, people around the table with you, just everyday things. And the more you draw the better your drawing becomes. Drawing is the backbone of a lot of your art and you get so much fun out of drawing. And it doesn't matter if it ends up not being as good as you thought, it'll get better. And a lot of your drawings then become backbone for your abstract work and you sort of think, well, it doesn't have to look like a bottle. You can, you know, abstract it a bit. And then the next thing you think, oh gosh, I could colour that and put all those sort of things with it. So keep your drawing and keep a little artist's notebook and diary of where you've been and the things you saw. That would be my advice. Oh, that's um, 
lovely advice from three generations of artists who definitely know what they're talking about. Thanks so much for being in the Valley in this exhibition and thanks for being part of this podcast. Thank you, Danny. Thank you very much, Danny, for having us. Thanks for listening to our conversation series. Mornington Peninsula Regional Gallery is the region's major cultural facility and is supported by Mornington Peninsula Shire and other partners. Visit mprg.mornpen.vic.gov.au to find out about our latest exhibitions and events. And remember to subscribe to the podcast so you hear the next episode.